This call is being recorded.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is World Princess who is on the call. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is World Princess who is that. Good morning. It's Susie. Good morning, Susie. <laughs> Thank you so much for filling in for me, Trina. Oh, you're quite welcome. You take it easy, okay? I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyone else on the call got to say good morning? Good morning, family. Sister Veronica. Good morning, Happy Sister Veronica. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July to you. Have a good one. You do the same. Enjoy your family and friends. Thank you. You Good morning, Vaughn. Happy Fourth of July to you. Yo, 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 yo. It's the Smiths. Smith. Good morning, the Smiths. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to you. Three, y'all have a blessed and safe holiday today. You too. Thank you. Anyone else on the call that to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Charina, aka World Princess. Is anyone on the call would like to say good morning? Yes, hi. Good morning, Warrior Princess. This is Mona. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Ramona. Happy Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July. Have a blessed day. Anyone else like to say good morning? Morning, welcome to the Claire Victory. This is World Princess, and I'm your hostess this morning, your greeter. Is anyone on the call about to say good morning? Good morning, World Princess. I love you. I love you too, sis. Have a blessed one. You too. Good morning, everyone. Anyone else on the call about to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Is everyone awake? 
morning. Buddy. Good morning. Okay, who was that? Gloria. Gloria, good morning. Good morning. Happy 4th of July. Thank you. Thank to you. Praise Thank God. You. Happy 4th of July. This is Rita. Good morning. Happy 4th of July to you. Good morning, it's Tracy. Happy 4th. Good morning, Trace. Happy 4th to you. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Trumina, a.k.a. Royal Princess, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone on the call like to say good morning? On this beautiful day. Good morning, family. It's Nikisha. Good morning, Nikisha. Happy 4th. Happy 4th. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy 4th. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy 4th to you. Anyone else like to say good morning before I get started? Good morning, it's Sarah. Good morning, Sarah. Happy fourth. Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Trina, a.k.a. World Princess, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are prayer calls that meet Monday through Saturday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. We thank you for joining us last month. We hope you were blessed. Be sure to join us this month of July for a whole bunch of power-packed individual and unique messages from all of the wonderful gifted declares. You don't want to miss what will be coming out of the bag because you are in a big blessing. Okay, someone needs to put their phone on mute, please. Before I announce the announcement, is Moni or Lisa on the call? Moni or Lisa on the call? Okay, one of the announcements is um, ladies' night tonight. I don't know if we are having ladies' night tonight with um, Lisa Porter because of the holiday. We are not. This is Gloria. We're not. Okay, Gloria. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So I'm going ahead with the second announcement. Second announcement is if you're... If you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for, for your giving and trusting in Him. There is no announcement on the app, but please uh, continue to look for Susie for healing. The order of the card is as follows. The declaration will be by Tanya. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Diane. 
Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. I repeat, declaration will be by Tanya. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Diane. Then we go right into closing comments hosted by Declare. The scripture for this morning is Isaiah 41.13. For I am the Lord your God. Hold your right hand. It is I who said to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call over to Declare. Before I do, again, there is no women's call tonight. And everyone, have a safe and fun 4th of July. I now pass the call over to Tanya. God bless. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Tarina. haven't heard your greeting in a minute, not because of you, but because of me. But thank you so much for sharing, uh, for greeting this morning. And good morning to all of you. I know it's a holiday for most people, and uh, some of you may still be in bed. Um, and if you are, I'm going to ask that you just... Uh, Get your phone and put. make sure that it is on mute. I hear a little bit of shuffling in the background. Um, for those of you that are knee-deep in potato salad and marinating your ribs and your chicken and getting your peach cobblers and your cakes and all your goodies together, uh, remember you girl. <laughs> um, I want to, I'm going to, I thought about this. I had a completely laid out declaration and I was awakened at 345 this morning and I was like, Lord, can I please stay here for a little while longer? And he's like, nope, 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 you need to get up. And and so I was, I, I have changed um, what I was going to serve you for breakfast this morning. I promise it will be just as delightful. Before I go into my heart share, I, I thought about, you know, I love to tell stories. I don't lie. I tell stories. Um, the, the, I remember a time when I had, and some of you may be able to identify this with this. Have you ever lost like five, ten dollars? You know, you looked for that money. Um, at, you, you look for it and, you know, you, you're on your way out the door. You got to go. You'll find it later. Or you just resolve that. If I lost it, I lost it, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Your search wasn't as intense. But have you ever been in a position where you lost two, three, maybe four, five racks? Five, five not racks, sorry. This is a prayer call. You've lost several thousand dollars in cash? I, I beg to differ that your search would be a little different. Um, it, I, I would imagine, I would imagine that if you lost it in your house, you would tear the whole house up looking for that cash because it is important to you. It has value. And so you would place a diff, you would, you would heighten your search. You would become diligent about looking for that cash because you can trade that cash for some things. That cash will allow you to be able to do what it was intended to do, right? Um, so now that I have your attention, I, I want to share with you, and please forgive the garbage truck that is passing by. They got to do what they got to do. 
somebody who's out there taking care of our business. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about something that is near and dear to my heart, and that is living on purpose. Um, this has been a this has been a, a resounding topic for me, and I still hear background. Um, please double triple check your phone to make sure that it's on mute. Uh, we are recording. We want everyone to be able to get um, all of what is going to be served this morning. Thank you so much. Um, my heart share is about diligently seeking God for your purpose. Your purpose, your primary reason for being. Why you are here on earth. Why you survived that car accident. Why you were able to get out of or escape a certain lifestyle. Why, why you lived the way you did but never got caught, never got shot, or you didn't end up in the morgue. Why you're still standing after all of the abuse, trauma, neglect, you name it, that you suffered. And you are still clothed in your right mind, as the mothers of the church used to say. Proverbs 7.15 says, therefore, and this is King James, the coming from King James Version. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, thee being God, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. Let me read it again. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. So in this text, I guess one sentence, but it's so powerful. The writer of this text made a decision to come before the Lord. But when he came before the Lord, he didn't just come any old kind of way. He was diligent about seeking God's face. And because he was diligent about seeking God's face, he found him. Say la. That's a good place to stop and reflect. So if we go to the dictionary to define the word diligent, it says having or showing or showing care and conscience consciousness in one's work or duties. A synonym of the word diligent is um, hard working, consciousness, painstaking, rigorous, careful. Thorough, attentive, heedful, intent, earnest, studious, constant, preserving, persistent, tenacious. Therefore, came I forth to meet thee. Tenaciously to seek thy face, intent on 
seeking thy face. And I have found thee. Let me ask you something. Do you think it's just luck or that um, it wasn't your time to go? Uh, when you consider the things that you have been through, the things that you have experienced in your life, right? Do you think that was just luck? That you survived? Surely you couldn't think that your life is that insignificant, is based on luck. Surely. You see, I am convinced there is a reason for everything we've been through. But how can you say that so confidently? confidently? You don't know me. Because I know Romans 8.28, which says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, that's the King James Version. May I read it to you in the the, uh, uh, Passion Version? It says, Romans 28, 8.28, excuse me, Romans 8.28, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Can I read it one more time? That that was so elegant. So, So we are convinced And every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Listen, I've read Romans 8.28 many times. We've quoted Romans 8.28 many times on this call. But it was not until last night that I read the Passion Translation and the word woven jumped out at me. I looked up the word woven, and it's defined as a past part of participle of the word weave. Now, some of y'all can identify with the word weave because you got one in your head, but that's not the weave we're talking about today. The weave that I'm talking about today is defined as a um, a form, um, fabric or a fabric item by interlacing long threads passing in one direction with others at a right angle of them. It's a particular style or manner in which something is woven. Now, now do this for me. If you, if it's safe, if you are not driving, you're not behind the wheel or operating any machinery, would you close your eyes for just a second? I promise we ain't going to do nothing weird like transcendental meditation or anything like that. I just want to paint a picture. I just want to paint a picture of you. No, I'm not crazy. I got all of my sentences. Not, listen, all of my sentences and all of my senses. Close your eyes for just a moment. I promise it's safe. Now, I want you to think back over your life. Every incident, accident, purposeful action, disappointment, every celebration, promotion, every experience in your life has been woven together in a particular style, custom designed by God, to make you the unique individual that you are 
so that you can live on purpose, in purpose, for purpose. I promise I'm not making it up. You just heard me read Romans 8:28, the latter part of the verse that says we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. His designed purpose for you, not the design purpose for James, John, Sally, Top Ramanisha, Fugletta, it, not for them. See, if you try to live out the purpose that's designed for them, you're a thief or a copycat, an imitator, a hypocrite. You can only live out a designed purpose for you because it was designed for you, not those other people. See, your true self has a specific purpose or purposes in this life. And if you have not discovered what it or they are, you are wasting time. And guess what? You're not getting no younger. Tick tock, tick tock, Selah. Yeah, that uncomfortable silence. Well, can yeah, it is uncomfortable, honey. That silence is uncomfortable, especially when you know the top, the clock is ticking. Now, that's not to say, now, I believe age is just a number, but the reality is, as we get older, there are certain things that we can't do. Listen, me and the girls went out last Saturday night. <laughs> I took a nap. Listen, I, I'm going to keep it absolutely 100. I took a nap because I knew we were going to be out late. I needed that extra energy. Way back in the day when I was 29, even though I'm still 29 sometimes in my head, you know, I didn't need to take no nap. I Listen, I appreciate naps. I, I am faithful to taking a nap. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. I promise I'm going somewhere. Just hold on. Jeremiah 29:11 says, I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster, plans to bring about the future you hope for. But Tanya, how can you be so certain? Well, we can take our cues from the Bible. Think about the characters we've referenced over over the, the, the life of this call. There are many, but the ones that popped into my head are Abraham, the father of many nations, Queen Esther, Gideon, Peter, Paul, Jeremiah, Mary, the mother of Jesus, even Judas. These were ordinary people that were designed for a specific purpose. Yes, even Judas. Someone needed to betray the Messiah in order for the scriptures to be fulfilled. Judas served his purpose, and then he checked out of here. It was, it was a wrap. He was like, I'm done. Go on and get this over with. I want to focus. I want to focus on one person from the Bible as an example of uh, 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 a purpose-filled assignment or living on purpose. A, a few weeks ago, I think it may have been in May, uh, Dion gave a declaration 
and she used um I, I don't remember if Moses was the subject of the um her declaration, but she absolutely used him as a character as an example in her declaration. She used him and his assistant Joshua. She referenced a, a, a scripture in which Joshua is found standing outside of the tent listening to Moses. Let me let me read it to you so that I can put it into context. The the scripture, if you have your Bible and if you want to follow along with me, is found in Exodus thirty three. Uh, verses 7 through 11, and I'm going to be reading from the Good News Translation. And I feel the spirit of take your time coming over me today. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a chill and take my time and read this because it's a holiday. Y'all ain't got nowhere to go. Anyway, um, this is about the tent of the Lord's presence. It says, the seventh verse, whenever the people of Israel set up camp, Moses would take the sacred tent and put it up. Uh, some distance outside the camp. It was called the tent of the Lord's presence, and anyone who wanted to consult the Lord would go out to it. Whenever Moses went out there, the people would stand at the door of their tent and watch Moses until he entered it. After Moses had gone in, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the door of the tent. And the Lord would speak to Moses from the cloud. As soon as the people saw the pillar of cloud at the door of the tent, they would bow down. The Lord would speak with Moses face to face, just as someone speaks with a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who was his helper, Joshua, son of Nun, stayed in the tent. I know I've read this scripture before at least two, maybe five times in my life, but I never paid attention to verse 11 like I did the day Dion taught about it. Specifically, I had never considered the fact that Joshua was ear hustling, not just because he was being nosy, Joshua, I believe in my sanctified imagination, was being trained. He was being prepared for something that he did not even know he had been chosen for. Listen, Joshua didn't randomly get selected to be Moses' predecessor. That call on his life was preordained. Let me put it to you this way. It was purposed. God purposed Joshua to be Moses' helper or assistant, assistant, or today we would call it their adjutant, right? And he didn't just wake up magically and become a leader. Something urged Joshua to stay at the tent of the Lord's presence after Moses left. And guess what? Moses didn't check him. He didn't say, come on here, boy, let's go. We got stuff to do. He allowed him to stay there. I just got that download. He allowed him to stay there. That something that urged Joshua to stay at the tent was God. He Here in my sanctified imagination, I can see Joshua <clears throat> staying in the tent 
hoping that Moses wouldn't say, I need you to come with me because we have another task that we need to uh, that we need to complete before the day is out, or God has spoken to me and told me that we need to do X, Y, or Z. In my sanctified imagination, I see Joshua being left there in the tent and soaking up the residue anointing that lingered in the tent of presence like the cologne of a good-smelling man or woman who passes you by on the street or in a building, and it makes you do a double take. In my sanctified imagination, I can see Joshua in the tent, face down on the floor, prostrate in full worship, sopping up the leftovers of God's visitation with Moses like sopping up gravy with a biscuit. His God-inspired desire to serve Moses well positioned him to be trained by the very best simply by being in the presence of and observing Moses' actions, responses, handling the people, etc. In other words, Joshua was cultivating his purpose without even realizing it, like many of us do today. Here's another example. Who would have thought that Queen Esther's beauty would have been used to capture the heart of a king for the sole purpose of saving her nation. You see, I'm convinced that we may have identified our purpose, but but you may believe that um, it's mediocre because you don't have a gift or a talent um, that mandates that you're out in front of people, for lack of a better word. Stop doing that. Don't discount your gift because you think it's insignificant, because um, it's, it's a gift perhaps that causes you to be in the background. Your, your purpose is tied to your gift. I'm convinced of that. So here's the question. What is your gift? What is that thing that you do naturally with little or no professional training? I mean, take a minute to think about that. What is it? Do you have the gift of gab? Like, can you talk your way into any situation? Can you talk your way into front row seats? Can you, can you, can you, are you so good at math that, you don't need a piece of paper to, or your fingers and your toes and somebody else's to calculate numbers. Do you love babies? Do you love to cook? Do you just go in the kitchen and make up stuff? Do you get visions of, can you taste the food even before you make it? Do you get visions of how this seasoning will complement this particular th- or this wine will complement th- yes wine will complement this particular dish it will bring out the flavor of um this particular meat have you been doing hair all your life and it's like nothing you get a complete joy out of sewing into pouring into women and if you could if it was possible you just do it for free what is your gift can you put words together so that they they can paint a picture so vivid that people literally sit 
sit on the ends of their seats as you describe and tell a story? What is your gift? What, what do people ask you to do all the time? They ask you so often that, you know, sometimes it just gets on your nerves. Sometimes you feel like they're just using you, and they might be, but we'll talk about that later. That thing that may even, like I said, get on your nerves, perhaps you wish you didn't do it at all because you give so much of yourself. That ability is a gift or a talent given to you by God, not for you, but for others that are in or out of the kingdom but it is absolutely kingdom work. Some of you may not know because you you haven't asked or or even um, asked what that gift is for. You haven't, um, some, some of you may not know because you haven't realized that what you do is special, let alone that you were born for purpose and born to use that gift to get you to purpose. I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Some of you may be saying, well, but I prayed and asked God. You know, I heard people talk about purpose before, and I prayed and asked God, you know, to show me what that, what, what my purpose was. Can I ask you something? Did you ask diligently? You remember the example I, I used? The $2,000 search versus the, 25, the, the $5 gift card search. <laughs> Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5 says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. The word ordain is defined as to make someone a priest or a minister, to confer holy orders on, to order or decree something officially. Synonyms for the word ordain are appoint, anoint, consecrate, decree, command, predetermine, predestined, predescribed. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5 substantiates the fact that God ordains our purpose before we are born. It becomes our responsibility to diligently seek that purpose because when you wholeheartedly seek a thing, you appreciate or value it far more than if it was just given to you. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya moment. I'm going to turn a curve here, so fasten your seatbelt, grab your weave, or lace them up because I'm coming. You ready? The challenge for many is separating from a secular system, a secular system which tells us that we must be independent, a secular system which tells us we can do things on our own. Listen, some of us have been duped, bamboozled into believing, not us, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that, some people have been duped, bamboozled into believing they are gods. They've taken independence completely to the left. Can I tell you something? That's the oldest trick in the book. 
It's the game the serpent ran on Eve to beguile her. And today, there are still people that fall for the old okey-doke. The old okey-doke of being self-sufficient, the master of their lives, thinking that they can use their money, wit, and influence to buy or fix any situation they're faced with. They brag on their independence, live for it, and scoff at those of us who depend on God, thinking that um, people like you and me are weak because we depend on God. Let me tell you something. It is impossible for you to discover purpose without depending on God, our creator. Because our divine purpose is, is a, was created for God, excuse me, by God for us to carry out. The purpose, the gift that you have, the talent that you have is not just for you. Now, you may be talented and actually use your talent as a way of generating income for yourself. That's, that's great. Listen, that is, that is amazing. Keep doing it, but it's not, it is not just for you. Your purpose is not just for you to, for it to be self, um, self-fulfilling. Your purpose is attached to the kingdom. Even if that purpose is as you are doing someone's hair because you're a stylist and that's what you're called to do and you accept that, it's how you've earned um, a, a wage, or it's how you've made your living for all your life, or maybe you're an amazing musician and that's all you've done all your life. It's how you generate an income, but it is also how you build the kingdom of God, right? So our purpose is not just for us. I want to I want to relay that, and I, I want to get to a, a close here. I want to I want to go back to um, um, those individuals that are independent. I'm tying it into Independence Day. <laughs> Who's independence? Right? Depends on. Well, I'm not going to go there, but who's independent? I'm tying that into us as believers. Yes, we should be independent as adults. We should not depend on people for things that we can do ourselves. In fact, I'm going to take it a step further. We should not depend on God for things that we can do ourselves. God is not going to get us up out of the bed and get us ready for work in the morning. He will absolutely bless us with a brand new day, but how we use that day is left up to us. Are you following what I'm saying? So, yes, we should be independent, and we should be in a position where we can generate income for he that does not provide for his own household is worse than an infidel. So, 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 so as I wrap it up, I want to submit to you today that thoughts like those are orchestrated by the devil, Lucifer, Satan, the enemy, whatever label you want to give him. It is just as cunning as the lie he wants us to believe about the rainbow being a symbol of gay pride, when in fact, it is a symbol of the promise of God, the promise that he made to mankind that he would never destroy the earth again with a flood, according to Genesis 9, 14 through 16. I don't have time to read it. Read it for yourself. If you believe the lie about gay pride and the, the rainbow assembled, uh, uh, excuse me, symbolizing gay pride, you'll forget to remember the promise that the rainbow symbolizes the promise of God. Now, 
Satan wants you to believe you can be an independent believer who can fix all of your problems with all of your self-help books, who isn't accountable to anyone, which means that you don't have you don't believe attending church is necessary because you are the church. Listen, 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 listen. Let me give you another scripture on that one too. <laughs> uh, except that I'm going to have to give it to you later because I am almost out of time and I want to finish this point. Remind me to give you that scripture. An independent belief. He wants us to believe that um, independent believers can save their loved ones by bullying them into salvation, beating them over the head with the word and condemning them to hell every cotton picking time you come into contact with them with your legalistic religious self. Yes, I said it. The cold part is that you wonder why they stop coming around or, or wanting to hang out with you. Or why they avoid your phone calls or your text message messages. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. Sugar, you done run them off. The Bible says, yea, I have loved thee with an ever, everlasting love. Let me say it again. Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. That's Jeremiah 31, 3. A. So it's the latter part of the verse. So I want to admonish you to show a little love in your heart, right? Stop trying to force people into a relationship with God. Just show them love. People, listen to me. God never intended for us to be independent of him. He, he created an entire system that is based upon independence. D Diane, get ready. I'm going to get ready to pass it off to you. Um, the promise of the Holy Spirit, uh, in according to John 14, 15 through 17, is this. You love me. You will obey my commandments. I will ask the Father, this is Jesus talking, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. He is the spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive him because it cannot see him or know him, but you know him because he remains with you and is in you. It is absolutely oxymoronic absolutely off, absolutely a lie to believe that we can be independent as believers when this group, this, this group of verse clearly tells us that we need to depend on God. I'm reminded of a couple of old hymns. One says, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry while on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by. I 
surrender all. Oh, I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I for I need the oh, I need the every hour. I need the oh, bless. Me now, my Savior, I come to Thee. As I pass the call to Diane. Oh, sovereign God, we thank you today for that message on living on purpose diligently seeking you. So God, while we are in the tent of meeting with you, that place where we go to every morning, oh God, to seek you, let our ears be attentive to your small, still voice, that we may hear what thus says the Lord. For God, we thank you for the gift that you have given us, Whatever that gift is, let us build the kingdom up with it, oh God. As Tanya said, Lord God, our gift is not just for us, but it's for building the kingdom. So God, we bless your name this morning. We thank you and praise you for being the sovereign God you are that sits high but look low. You are the God who has made our crooked path straight. You are the God who brought our mountaintop low and exalt our valley days. So, God, I thank you this morning just for being God. I thank you for giving me a gift to intercede on behalf of your people, to come before you standing in the gap this morning. God, I bless your name. I give you praise and adoration for you are the great God. There is none like you. You are the incomparable God. God, none can compare to you. God, I praise you this morning just for who you are. I bless your holy name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just give you praise for you deserve our praise. You said you inhabit the praises of your people this morning. So God, I praise you this morning for life itself. I praise you for giving me life in my body this morning. I praise you, Lord God, for being able to kneel down on bending knees and bow down heads before you this morning, oh God. I bless your holy name. God, you are holy and you call us to be a holy people. 
You said, be ye holy because you are holy. God, you said that we are a royal priesthood. God, you have given us everything that we need pertaining to this life. So, God, I praise you this morning. And, Lord God, I bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, our Father, which are in heaven, holy is your name. God, we praise you this morning. Reign, rule, and abide in our lives this morning. Let us, Lord God, be filled with your spirit, oh God. In the name of Jesus, I praise you this morning for salvation. God, you said salvation comes for everyone, first the Jews and then the Gentiles. So God, I praise you this morning for those that don't know you in the parts of their sin. God, I pray over them this morning. God, that they turn from their sinful ways, turning toward you, asking, what must I do to be saved? God, I praise you this morning, Lord God. Let the seed be planted, oh God. Let it grow. God, you are the one who brings the increase. So God, I praise you for the increase this morning into the kingdom of God. God, I thank you, Lord God, for all of those who have lost loved ones this morning. God, you are Theos, Prosperacles, the God of all comfort. So God, the comfort that you have given us, let us comfort those that need comforting with it, Lord God. And God, I praise you this morning, Lord God, for those who have lost loved ones. God, you said you will give them beauty for ashes. You will give them the oil of joy and a crown of beauty for their heaviness. So God, comfort them. Hold them with your love, Lord God. Wrap your arms around them. So God, I praise you this morning for declare victory. For all of those on declare victory, God, we thank you for the meat that you have taught us, that you have been giving us over this month and a half, Lord God, that you have been giving us each day, Lord God, to put in our backpacks, to walk it out in our lives, to start living and practicing it in our lives, oh God. So God, I thank you this morning as we take our phones off of mute and give the Lord praises. Praise him beyond recognition, Lord Lord God. God, God, I thank you for your word we can Thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we thank you for this time of prayer. God, we pray, Lord God, that you, all glory belongs to you, that you are glorified in our prayer, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for humbleness, and we thank you for this time of prayer with you. In Jesus' name, as I pass the call, Tanya. Oh, to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Oh, to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Here, your hopes Changing hands. I don't know what happened this morning. I just felt the spirit of the old mother with them old hymns and spirituals. Somebody have me on on speaker. If you could, if you could uh, take me off speaker, take your phone off speaker. That'd be great. So we wouldn't have the feedback. Um, if there is anybody that did not get a chance before we dive into the conversation, if you didn't get a chance to say good morning. Uh, that now is your chance. We're going to open the line for a few minutes to allow you to to greet us and for us to greet you. Please state your name and your greeting. Go ahead. We waiting on you. Sister Carla. Hey, Carla. Hey. Good morning, this is Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Mrs. Kiana. Hi, Kiano. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. God bless. Hey, Barbara Lodi. Good morning. And who was that other person? Natasha. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Natasha. Good morning. Good morning, family. This is Pam. Hey, Pam. Happy Independence Day. This is Yvette. Hi, Yvette. Anybody else? Good morning, Delivered Demetra. Delivered Demetra, good morning, and I believe I heard the walking word. Lisa, this Happy morning. Happy belated birthday, woman of God. <laughs> Thank awesome you. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you. Good morning. Anyone else? TikTok. Hey. TikTok. 
Hey, good morning. Um, And listen, Lisa, thank you for saying happy belated birthday. There is an absolute cash app uh, 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 username on that flyer I made today. It was Lady (laughs) Tan's birthday. And if I don't know nothing else, if I don't know nothing else, honey, listen, would none of us be here if it wasn't for Lady Tan's birthday? Hey, bless God. Hallelujah. Cash app is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dollar sign, Tanya, not Tanya. I love y'all. I'm going on you. Happy birthday, Tan, out loud. You know what? Happy birthday to me. Thank you, sis. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. So my declaration was absolutely a little bit different this morning. I tried very, very hard to connect the two topics. I'm hoping that I did an adequate job, but if I didn't and you have questions, uh, if I if you felt like you got left in purpose and weren't able to connect the independence, um, I would love the opportunity to try to make that connection for you. Or if you have an observation or if even maybe you were somebody who did not know your purpose and you want to share um, the strategies that you use in order, I will absolutely share mine. But if you want to use the strategies that you use in order to identify your purpose, um, we're going to open the call. But before we do that, if there is a brother, um, uh, any of the men that are on the line, and they'd like to share, ladies, we we know that we tend to overshadow our brothers. But I want to extend an invitation. If there are any of them that would like to share first, we're going to allow you to do so now and give you this opportunity. The floor is open to our brothers first. Good morning. I'm going to go ahead and 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 be first of the brothers. Uh, good morning, big sister. I want to say that I first of all I love you, and that um, you were absolutely um, being used by God today. Uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, declaration. Now, as you begin to speak, and 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 one of the things that really spoke to me is when you spoke of Exodus 33 and, and, and Moses being at the tent of meeting and uh, uh, and Joshua staying in there. And you know, I always really kind of wondered and, and really kind of thought about that. But you, the way you brought that out, um, um, Joshua decided to stay in there. You know, my question was always, why, why, why not, Dod- why, why not, you know, why Joshua, you know, and you know, I got a revelation is that you know, if you read the whole chapter, now this is before the Ark of Covenant. I mean, the 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 uh, actual tabernacle was 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 being you know formed. They didn't have the Ark of Covenant. They didn't have anything. But Moses would would set up a tent of meeting. And in the chapter, you see that he he first uh, God speaks to him. And, and a rebuke of of Israel uh, of their past thing. They're called a stiff necked and they're called a a, a a stubborn people. But also God speaks to them and says that even though your past sins, you know, have have kind of separated you from me, I'm not going to leave you. In fact, I'm, I'm going to protect you. In fact, 
I still have a plan. I still have a purpose for you, and I'm going to go before you, and I'm going to clear out the obstacles. So there's a message of rebuke, but there's also a message of of, of encouragement. There's there's a message of of protection and 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 of provision, and of destiny. But we only see at the end of the chapter that only two people goes out to the tent. Everybody everybody comes out to the tent and out, out of respect. Everybody sees Moses. You don't hear about Joshua. Uh, until the end But This was before God said You know you couldn't go to the holies of holies At this point the tent Of me was open to everybody And so the message to me Is is, is that sometimes We may miss out I, I may miss out on my destiny And my purpose because of of Of, of, of My past that I might have been rebuked of God or things that might have been revealed to me, God, that have initially hold me back. And so while I still love God, while I still want to worship God, I'm not going to worship God in, in, in his presence. I'm, I'm, I'm held back by my own, by a tent of my own making. I'm only going to go a certain way. But, I, I, but if I can be like Joshua... And receive that invitation and, and have the courage and have the desire to go all the way. And I think that's where I've got to go. I've got to go all the way in order to receive my destiny. And God has a name for me. You know, because Jesus' name was Joshua when we, we read about that. And, and, and Joshua's name means one, one who's saved. When Joshua not only heard God, but he decided to go through through you decided to follow Moses. Now I begin to think about the men in my life, you know, uh uh who went all the way and 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 uh and God is pl- placing people God places people in our lives, he places us in situations to say that here I am. You know, if you're willing to go into the tent Come out your tent and, and go into my tent. I have wonderful things I have to reveal to you, and and you, you're uh, and we are and we can stay there as long as we want. So that's why I got it. So thank I you very it. much. God bless you, Georgia. I, 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 thank you so much, Eric. You know, as you were speaking, um, I thought about the relevance of your statement in that. Um, out, there were you got to understand. Think about this. We're talking about the children of Israel who are making their what they've been um, uh, delivered from Pharaoh. But there are millions. Think about this, there are millions of people that have access to this tent of presence or a tent of meeting. The only two people that we see mentioned here are Joshua and Moses, but. Joshua stands out even more. It's the way that I um, put it in the in my in my share is that he wanted he had a desire that wasn't even his. It was a God inspired desire that was going to lead him to purpose, which is which was to be the predecessor of um, of Moses to lead the children of Israel into taking possession of their promised land. Great, great, but out of all of the people. Here's what I got. It was Joshua, Moses and Joshua who took advantage of the meeting place. 
it was it was Moses and Joshua who were willing to. I'm I'm gonna tie this up to purpose. Joseph, Joseph, ah, Moses and Joshua who were willing to put in the time. They were willing to put in the work. That four letter word that some of us consider obscene because we believe that some of us believe that. Well, if God has a gift for me, if God has a purpose for me, He'll just give it to me. Um, well, you He already has. It's your responsibility to do the work, to cultivate, to um, to determine specifically what that gift is and how to best use it so that it aligns with the kingdom. I'm going to say this last thing on the tent of meetings. Have you ever been in a service, a, a church service, or I don't know, maybe in maybe maybe in a a small group setting um, where um, the Shekinah glory of God was so thick that the speaker could not preach the message. The Holy Ghost himself came and preached the message, and it was like a complete wipeout, right? Have you ever experienced – that's what I experienced Joshua – excuse me, that's what I imagined Joshua may have experienced when he went into that tent of meetings but magnified by 100 million thousand. Like the presence of God must have been absolutely overwhelming. Okay, any any other brother want to share a comment or make a comment or have a question before I open it up to the sisters? Okay, well, um, with that said, um, is there, did anybody have a God moment? You know, something resonated with you? Um, does anybody want to share how you discovered purpose? Does anybody have a question about purpose? Or, or that, oh, wait a minute, I'm sorry. I said that I was going to give you, well, let me finish um, if you have any questions or whatever. But let me give you this scripture. Um, I was talking about being how impossible it is for us to be independent Christians. Um, yes, God wants us to be self-sustaining. He wants us to do the things that we can do. But we are not to be independent of God. And a statement that I made was that um, there are, um, that, that Satan he will, if, if possible, he will get us to believe that we can be independent believers who can fix all of our own problems with, with our self-help books or that we can and that we, uh, we are, there are um, those individuals, those independent believers who um, aren't accountable to anybody um, and who also believe that they don't need to attend, uh, attend church uh, because they are the church. And so the scripture reference that, um, I wanted to share with you is found in Hebrews. Oh wow, did I lose it again? Lord Jesus, Hebrews the tenth um, chapter and the twenty fifth verse, um, which says, and I lost it again. Oh no, I didn't. Here it is. Um, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye the day approaching. I don't know why I did that in the King James Version. Let me let me read let me read it to you again in the um let me give you a different version really quickly. I'm sorry, Hebrews Hebrews ten twenty five. One second. I love these Bible apps that allow us to pull up different versions. Okay. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since ye see that the day of the Lord is coming near. 
right? So that is one of the reasons that we, we want to be, that we don't want to be independent Christians who um, make a decision to just stay at home and worship yourselves. Maybe you are one of these special believers that have it all together, um, that you've, you've mastered, um, you've gone from glory to glory, you've gone from faith to faith, and you've mastered the, um, the, 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 the life of, of living as a believer. Well, somebody needs to understand what your strategy is. So while you may need, not need the church, the church may need you. Um, so I want to encourage you not to um, uh, stay at home. Uh, I want to encourage you to find an assembly um, that you can be a blessing to. Anyway, anybody have a question? <laughs> I feel like I just rambled right there. Anybody have a question? Anybody have a comment? No? Okay. Hi, Sister Tan. Oh, okay. So I heard Pam, and I think, is that Sister Carolyn? Yeah. Okay. I'll go after so you, Sister Carolyn. Okay. Oh. All right. I'll go after you, Sister Carolyn. Well, I'll go after you, Sister Carolyn. Okay. Thank you. I just want to say, um, Tanya, it's so good to hear your sound. God bless you. Happy belated birthday. Love you much. You're just beautiful. Thank, Thank you for you. that word on today. I'm like, wow, perfect. <laughs> Finding my purpose. I'm like, I always trying to go the other way when I hear that. So I'm like, I can't find it. But what you said about what do I do naturally? What do people lean on me for? I'm like, oh, that. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for the word on today. And I definitely want to go back and hear it again and get all the scriptures. Thank you so much. So good to hear your voice. God Sister. bless you. Thank you, oh. Sister Carolyn. Bless you. Go ahead, Pam. Hi, Sister Tanya, and happy belated birthday. I just echo what Sister Carolyn said as well about we we love you. You're so beautiful. You're just such a um, an inspiration, and you know we know you're walking this this walk out like the rest of us. But we just so appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for your word. Um, <clears throat> it spoke so much to me. Um, so. God is downloading a lot. Every time I'm going through something, and I want to thank everyone on the line who's just been lifting me up in prayer because what I thought was as what I see as an attack, I, I'm seeing again really quickly. If you're on the line, Pastor Dion, what you had put on there too. Thank you, everyone, for your prayers on that Facebook post when I said I'm under serious attack. God's just downloading a lot in me, and what it has been is just I need to go deeper in Him because He's just revealing a lot more in me that um, He's getting out of me. But um, okay. One of the things I wanted to just share that you um, tell you about is when you mentioned about purpose and you said, what do you do easily? And then um, these things just started coming out to me. You know, what do you do that people, you just, things get on your nerves. And then I just started thinking about these things like, wow, I didn't realize, well, I do these things. And then sometimes I don't feel like I'm being appreciated for it. And then I get frustrated. <clears throat> that flesh part is that's the part about, oh, I should be appreciated for it. But hey, I do those things pretty good. That is a gift, you know, so I thank you for just helping me get those compartmentalized and lift those up to God, like, hey, you know, I, he let me be aware of that. Um, um, and then another thing that I wanted to say is thank you again for reminding um, us about the independence and that I, I cannot be independent in this walk, and that's what I struggle with. Um, I've gone a long time walking with the Lord and 
Um, I got on this uh, Declare Victory call a few years ago, and that was a big step with me just getting on this line and talking and sharing and listening. But I need to get into the church. I don't know why it's such a struggle for me to walk into the doors and do that. Like, it's a big, like, I joined a church, and then I still have not been consistent with that. So if you guys can listen up and pray, I don't know why it's so hard for me to just get to that next level. I guess that's how people feel about like going to the gym or something. Like I kind of go there pretty easy, but something about that is kind of a struggle for me. Um, so I'm still, God is just still working on so many things on me, but he's healing me in so many areas. So I just thank you for that. And then another thing is I wanted to say yesterday, that's kind of tied into what you mentioned today is um, Pastor Dion, you were talking about um, the rainbow, and then you mentioned to Sister Tanya today about the pride and stuff and how that's interchange. You know, sometimes the enemy wants to interchange that. And another thing that has been interchanged, if you, I don't, I remember back growing up in the 70s when I, the first time I heard the term gay in the dictionary, I remember that gay means happy. So, I mean, that was the first thing I've heard of gay. So, anyway, I don't know what this means. I'm just sharing everybody what, you know, what I wrote down my notes, what I'm getting out of this. And I'm just thankful for, you know, what God is just getting, um, you know, kind of sharing with me on these things. So, just thank you so much for your word. And just, you just always just bring it, um, Sister Tanya. And I just thank you so much for your word. So, God bless you. Have a blessed day, everyone. You too. Um, I want to I want to encourage you to read Hebrews ten nineteen through twenty five, right? Um, I'll say it again: Hebrews ten nineteen through twenty five. And as you read it, I want you to I want to encourage you to read it prayerfully and meditate over each one of the verses in reference to going to church and not being consistent. Um, I want to, and this is, and I, this is comes completely from a place of love, especially since you brought it up. Um, there, there is a, um, you know, that scripture I think will help, and I think it will also help if you change your perspective about about attending church. Um, examine. Uh, I want you to examine what the what the challenge is for you. I mean, like, go deep. What is it? Why is it? Like, ask yourself the question. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what is the issue. You know, have, like, look for it. Diligently look for the reason, right? Once you find the reason, um, um, deal with that. But I absolutely encourage you again to read Hebrews ten nineteen through 25. I believe that it's going to be a blessing uh, to you, Pam. Um, anybody hey, Pam, else have a real yeah. quick before you proceed? Um, Pam, I just want to bring this, this to your attention. Um, you hear that perspective word again, right? And just FYI, Pam isn't really on social media, so she didn't see the thread. Um, and he's bringing you to a place, right? So the word says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're just in mind renewal space. And one of the things um, that I've learned through process is that when you feel like you are attacked, um, and, and don't get me wrong, sometimes it is an attack, but a lot of times it is God allowed. Reason being, is if he can uh, push you closer to him, it is usually because 
it is a painful scenario. It is, it's creating discomfort, which then pushes you and propels you closer to uh, being doing. on your knees consistently. That's what he's right? doing. That's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. And so don't, don't freak out because again, I'll, Philippians, I will keep you in perfect peace. Right. So now things happen, you know, don't, don't get it twisted. However, I'm in a place now well, no ma- where no matter what's going on, I don't wig out, right? Now, I might feel some discomfort, but I don't freak out. I don't have, you know, like anxiety attacks. I'm not really ready to slide down the wall or anything like that. But that's not always been the case. It's been through much pain, <laughs> lots and lots and lots of it, um, that I got the wisdom to recognize the difference between an attack and an alert, an alert that there's a deeper place in space that he is pulling you to. Um, and, and I'll say this um, in advance, if in fact um, you are not feeling as you're being attacked or alerted, it is because you are stuck in a place of complacency. You're just in that limbo space. If there is not some type of discomfort, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't have peace or joy, but it's kind of like when um, Jacob wrestled, right? And I will not let go until you bless me. But he got the blessing, but he also walked away with a limp. That's a place of pain that was constant as a monument to remind him that his safety, that his security and his deliverance rest and lies in God's presence 24 hours a day seven days a week now him i'm i'm similar to that i, I need i i just be honest uh I, i'm a little you know i i got a little wheel and if i get beside myself i get comfortable in doing stuff for myself right um and so as god keeps us in that constant place of reminding us to trust him in through with and for all things that discomfort um starts to become Um, like a a dull ache, and it's not as painful as it was when you do your part. That's the work of constantly seeking after him. That's it. Sorry, going on mute. No, that was was amazing. That was amazing. And, um, you know, that is just absolutely God confirming, Pam, for you um, what he's doing and what he wants you to do. We can absolutely pray for you, um, but you have to be willing to take the action. Right. Remember when I said in the declaration, and this is not just at Pam, this is at everybody on the call. There are certain things that God is not going to do for us. He is not going to come down and put our shoes on for us and pick our clothes out so we can go to church or go to work in the morning. He's not going to do that. You have the capacity to do that. Right. He's not going to and nor is he going to force his will on us, force us to do something against our own desire. Right? He's not he's just not going to do that. So we need to get we need to get get some white out and block that out of our minds. It's not happening. That's not how this thing works. If you want if you listen, if I want something to eat, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna go get something to eat. If there's listen, if there's nothing in the house to, for me to eat or nothing that I want to eat, guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get in my car and I'm gonna go drive somewhere to go get something to eat. Or I might call my sister and say, What you cook? because I know she cook every day, right? I'm going to put myself to, does this make sense to people? 
like I'm going to put myself to some trouble to get what I want. We do it with everything else. We see something on sale. We want to go on a particular, uh, go to a particular event. We want to go on a particular trip. We, we don't have the money. We find the money, charge it, borrow it, make payments on it. We do it for everything else. But when it comes down to fortifying ourselves as believers, when it comes down to, um, uh, you know, going the extra mile, when it comes down to doing the spiritual work, we become helpless. That's, that, is a, that is a trick of the enemy, but it's also a trick of self. And so we got to be aware of that. This is not to beat you up. It's to help to make you aware so you can go, oh, man, I've been playing my own self. Let me make some adjustments. I'm going. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm just declaring. It's, not, it's on. It's not, I mean, I'm, I'm going forward. I'm just declaring it in advance in Jesus' name. He knows it. Amen. I'm not okay, going nowhere. So- you're not going nowhere. This is what I want you to do. Sunday when you go to church, I want you to take a selfie and post yourself in church on Sunday. I won't see it because I'm not on social media right now, but everybody else is going to encourage you. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. It's a deal. Sounds good. All Amen. right. All right. Amen. Anyone else? I want okay. to say one um, more thing, Sister Tanya. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. Sister Carolyn, I'm sorry. Um when you when you went back to mention um, Hebrews um, ten twenty five, and uh, what translation did you change that to? Was it message or amplified? Oh, hold on one second. I went to I think Good News translation. Okay, okay, Good News. Okay, and then um, lastly, as I heard um, Pam speak again, I thought about the independent spirit with me. I'm like, yeah, I try to do it all on my own. I feel at, at a few things or a lot of things, but I'm like, still, I still do it myself. The thing I struggle with my whole life, dealing with food, going to food more than nutrition. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, God has, God has um, allowed me, you know, to get help, but I'm still trying to do it in my own strength. But I need to do that thing. I need to do the work. To say the work. It's not going to be done for me. <laughs> I need to show up for it. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you for so Sister Carolyn, this is the word that I hear for you, and I want you to put your steel toes on. It's a choice. You, you just, just make a decision. Just, just, it's a choice. Just okay. make a decision. And as simple as that sounds, it's not until we get to the place where we are fully committed to it. Um, have you ever heard – I've talked about this before. I've talked about forgiveness, and when I, when I was challenged with forgiving someone who had offended me, and how mechanical it was at first. Your making a choice won't necessarily make it easier at first because what you've done, what we do is we, we develop habits, habits of turning to food for or sex for or money for or whatever the case may be. It's a habit. It is how we right. um, process and how we deal with things, right, instead of, right. you know, running to the word or falling on our knees in prayer or worshiping God, right? Mm. And so, so, but, but how we start off, how we start off is that we make a decision to create a new normal and mm. we put accountability measures in place. It doesn't matter what it's for. If it is um, to live a, 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 a holy life, a sanctified life, if it is to, um, to lose weight, if it is to exercise, even if it's to start going to church more. Right. Mm, First, it starts yeah. with a decision. It starts. 
It starts in our mind. Once yeah. it, once we get a hold of the idea, knowing that we will, are more apt to, in the moment, we feel really good, we're pumped about it, but the next day or the next hour, we may revert yeah. back to that old nature. That's why yeah. we need accountability in place. And you, the work becomes yeah. defining what your accountability, this is for anybody on the call, this is not just for Carolyn, defining what the work is going to be, defining what the accountability measure is going to be. It could be writing a note on the refrigerator, putting a note in your wallet, whatever it is. It, it may now absolutely encourage you to involve another human being. Yes. And that accountability may be checking in with them once a day. This is what I did or I blew it or whatever. And when you blow it, and you will because you're creating a new normal, you may revert back to that old nature not beating yourself up to the point where you where you make a decision. I might as well forget it then. This We do this all the time. I do it, right? I'll never forget when I was working with a trainer. Um, he had me on a schedule. Before we really, really got intense with the schedule, he had me to write out every day what I ate. Now, if I eat and nobody don't see it, it it's cool. I don't have nobody to be accountable to. But I had, and I met with him once a week. And I had to bring my food journal with me oh. after, the, after the third day where I had eaten French fries, third day in a row. I, mean, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> or potato chips or something Sounds sweet. familiar. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I don't want him to see this. So I didn't change it. Listen, this was self-serving, but it, it helped. I didn't change my um, food intake because I wanted to be healthier. I didn't want him yelling at me about what I ate, right? And eventually, right. and you know what? After about two weeks, he didn't even read my food journal. I was like, oh, my God. But by that time, <laughs> I, had started the, I had started the trend of writing down what I eat. And so I continued to do that because it made me accountable to me, even though I'm accountable to him, right? So hopefully mm -hmm. that helped someone on the call. So let's, let's before we end the call, because it is a holiday and I want you guys to be able to enjoy your time, I want to talk about a few steps, a few purpose steps. So we talked about identifying the gift, okay? Once you've identified the gift, now it becomes your responsibility to cultivate the gift. So if the gift, let's say that the gift is doing hair, or let's say the gift is doing makeup, Right. You you might want to take to cultivate it. Now, what that got to do with the kingdom? Hold on, I'll tell you. You you may want to consider taking some classes for um, applying make. I don't know what you call it, but I guess being a uh, I don't know what the word is. But you might want to take some courses for um, uh, learning to apply makeup well. Um, learn um, finding um, what the industry best practices are in the industry for applying makeup, what brushes you should use, what sponges you should use. You may want to think about um, upgrading the materials that you, the tools that you have instead of using, using the cheap beauty store um, um, 
the tools. Now, because you realize this is your gift, you may want to invest in higher-end products, whoever they are, right, and the tools that they use to apply them. You um, you may want to take classes or go on YouTube and, and find out yourself and use yourself or get a dummy head and use the dummy head, um, a mannequin head, so that you can practice on the mannequin head. Now, what does that have to do with the kingdom? How many women have you seen come into the church and they makeup is jacked up? I mean, they got, they ain't blended nothing. They got the wrong colors. They got too much of this, too much of that. They have the wrong shade of eyeshadow or um, lipstick on, you know, that does not go with their skin, right? And 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 you could be a, you could help them. You could absolutely help them. And while somebody might think that that's vain, we wear makeup. You might as well wear it right. You might as well have somebody that can help you with some pointers or even with your hair. Your tracks are showing. I don't really know. I'm I'm saying this because I've heard other people say it. I've never really worn a weave. But, like, your tracks are showing or you got the wrong color. It doesn't match your color. You know, um, finding someone who you're a stylist and you do that naturally, um, but you take it a step above what you do naturally. Maybe you get a certification or maybe you decide to get your cosmetology license, not because you want to be a cosmetologist, but you are a licensed professional who can help people with um, hair care products and so on and so forth, right? So now you've cultivated the gift. Then as, as, so while you're cultivating the gift, you're seeking God diligently, diligently about how to best use this gift in the kingdom. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you type really fast. Maybe, maybe your church needs someone that can take notes or take minutes um, while they're having their business meetings or while they're having leadership meetings. <clears throat> Since you type really fast and you're organized, perhaps you could volunteer to do that um, and 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 type that information out and then give it to your pastor so people can have a record of what it is. Maybe you're good at singing. Maybe you're good at cooking. Maybe you're good. Those things, whatever they are, now do the work and cultivate that gift. It's your responsibility to cultivate it so that it can be best. And it's a very, very basic step is what I'm talking about. Um, but you never want to do this independent of God. We must include, uh, I'm going to read this last set of scriptures, and then I'm going to uh, close the call out with prayer. Um, for those individuals that might be fighting with or having a challenge with being an independent believer, like it's totally, I already read in, in John um uh, the 14th chapter, I believe, is how that the Holy Spirit is our companion. Jesus set that up for us. And stop discounting the Holy Spirit, you all. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. It is, he is, not it, he is the third person of the Trinity that we believe in, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Don't discount him. He was designed to be a comforter for us, our parakletos, our helper, so that we don't have to carry the load ourselves. We don't have to do it all by ourselves. Uh, I want to share with you Psalms 42, 1 through 5, and then we'll get ready to close out. It says, as the deer pants for water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. Where, 
can I find him to come and stand before me? Day and night I weep for his help, and all the while my enemies taunt me. Where's this God of yours, they scoff. Take courage, my soul. Do you remember those times, but how could you ever forget them? When you, led, when you led a great procession to the temple on festival days, singing with joy, praising the Lord. Why then be downcast? Why be discouraged and sad? Hope in God. I shall yet praise him again. Yes, I shall again praise him for his help. So this is a, this is a, this is a psalm. This is a text that you can use to encourage yourself, but it's also a reminder that we need to depend on God just as the deer pants after water when he's thirsty. Listen, I I hope and pray that something that I say today. Yes. I'm sorry. Can I, can I jump in real quick? Yes. Um, So I think it's, 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 it's interesting that today the holiday that we're quote unquote celebrating is Independence Day, given what, Given what you're talking about, um, I will say, I, yes, I could I could stay on for for hours listening to you guys because you share such wisdom and such knowledge, and I so appreciate. Me too. It. Um, and and this concept, the idea of purpose for me has been definitely an area where I've struggled with, um, and causing a lot of angst, feeling like I haven't found my purpose. What am I supposed to be doing? And I'm in this Bible study group, and we're reading, turning the voice of God. And it has been such a blessing because it's given this perspective. Um, like in one of the, the the areas it talks about the importance of freely engaging in what God has given us right in front of us to do because oftentimes we miss what is for us because we're so busy searching for it. Instead of just being with God and, and trying to develop a relationship with God, we're trying to get something from God. And so that taking on that perspective of just, again, just being in a the moment of cultivating a relationship with God and getting to know God and his character and his will will then be re- revealed to us. It's been such a blessing, and I think that really ties into what you're, what you're talking about and especially the concept of being in community with others because we're not supposed to take this walk alone. So I appreciate everything you shared, um, and it's been a blessing for me to say. So thank you so much for that, and happy belated birthday. Thank you, Natasha. I appreciate it. Um, you always speak so. Um, you you always ask really good questions, make profound statements, um, and I want you listen to me to stop discounting yourself. Stop it. Stop it. You are a valued member of the kingdom. You are a valued member of the kingdom. God loves you. God sings over you. God rejoices over you, Natasha. Stop it. You are more you know, Natasha is not alone. There are many of you on the call. 
discount who you are. You discount your greatness because you tricked yourself into believing that it is humility to um, deny yourself of who you are. Your greatness is tied to your purpose. Stop it. Your purpose is in your hands. I'll never forget I heard, I think it was T.D. Jake several years ago, he said, your answer is in your hands. I was I got mad at him. I was like, what are you talking about? It's in my hands. I don't see nothing. Your answer is in your hands. Diligently seek him for it. It's right in front of your face. You just keep overlooking it. There's another point that I want. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, real quick, thank you, Natasha, for speaking up because um, and you would have just closed and I just would have been silent. And sometimes silence is good. But I want to share this. Um, what you said before Natasha spoke, and I thank you for how you spoke to her because I heard that. I heard it as if you were saying my name when you said Natasha. Um, it's amazing how what you said basically was teaching people how to become watchers and seers it's almost like look out amongst you see the need and meet it because i've equipped you to do it right and oftentimes we find purpose in serving we have no idea when we come out of our situation and think we are of no use and think because we're the toe and not the head or the arm or whatever it is that we're not significant. But oftentimes I have found my abilities, my giftings in serving. When I stepped out of my comfort zone and saw there was a need and felt led by God to be a help, I found um started to see what God had placed in me because he's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We are thoroughly equipped for those he called, he has equipped, right? So that's part of that seeking. So I love how you just subtly, subtly said, where, where's the need amongst you? Where can you like get in where you fit in? And then you'll start to see that, hey, you was actually called to this. Another thing I wanted to bring out with, with that soak of um, Joshua not leaving that tent Thank you, Brother Eric. Um, Tan, it's amazing how just spending time in his presence can equip us not only for the leading that he had to do, but so many people are afraid to witness. So many people are afraid to step out. So many people are afraid to accept the challenge and the word and the promise of God that if you go, I'll be with you, that I've called you to this and that you are thoroughly ready to do this. Joshua spending time um, in the tent and gleaning even after Moses had left, he was one of the 12 out of him and Caleb that was like, we can take him. There was a level of courage and confidence in him that he received, and I believe we can only get it from spending time with God, from soaking in his presence, because he starts to show us our identity and ability and purpose in him. Thank you, sis. I appreciate uh, Wow, I heard so many things. Um, I keep trying to close out to give you guys some time back, but here's what I've learned about the Claire Victory. If you're ready to go, you're going to hang up. And for those, the remnant who stays around, they're going to get the nuggets uh, and they're going to be blessed. Um, here's something else that I heard, Lisa, as you spoke. Um, I wanted to share another strategy of determining your purpose. That strategy is worship. Now, contrary to what some people may believe, 
and I didn't make this up. I heard Bill Johnson say this. Worship is not to equip you for ministry, per se. Worship is designed for you to cultivate your relationship with God. When you cultivate your relationship with God, you begin to take on his nature, his characteristics. You begin to become more like him, which is his goal, right? He wants us to be more like Christ, right? Um, we, we begin to take on his name. We, we begin to know what he likes, what he doesn't like. And the closer we get to him, the more intimacy we have. And we are intimate. We are the most intimate when we are worshiping because we've laid aside every weight. This is the proper way to worship. We've laid aside every weight. We're not concentrating or focused on anybody else. I don't care if you're worshiping at home or if you're, or if you're in corporate worship. It becomes an intimate time, intimate into him, intimate time with God, where he will whisper sweet somethings in your ear, where he will reveal truths to you, where he will build you up because you're making the time to spend with him. And it is in that place where you have worshipped with your whole heart, soul, and mind that the Holy Spirit has free reign to be able to minister to you those truths that he has about your life, about your purpose. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You cannot find your purpose. That's why you can't find your purpose through independence. That's why you need God. Because this is a spiritual transaction that takes place, not a natural one. Even though what we do is in the natural world and it will impact the natural world and the kingdom, this is absolutely spiritual. This is all the more reason why we need to worship. The other thing is is that some of you believe that because of your past, you're not worthy of having a purpose. Stop it. Stop believing the lie. Stop it. You have been bamboozled, hoodwinked duped, tricked, manipulated long enough. Stop it and just be. Your past is tied to your to your purpose. Do you remember the scripture that I used? I read Romans 8:28 in the um <clears throat> the um passion translation earlier in the declaration. I know you don't remember, so I'm going to read it to you again. Romans 8:28. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Remember I told you what the word woven is. It is a past participle of the word weave. Weave is a, it's a form, a fabric, or a fabric item um, that is created by interlacing long threads passing in one direction with others at the right angle to them. Not the wrong angle, but the right angle. Did you get that? So your your life, mistakes, whatever they are, 
even the even the contributions that you've made, the the celebrations that you've had, all of that God takes into consideration, and He weaves it. Listen to me. He weaves it into long threads that pass in one direction, the direction He chooses. One direction that ha- that 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 cross over and, and apply to the right angle. You guys, that's deep to me. I can't I can't articulate it enough, but that's that's super deep to me. So for all of you who are saying because of your past you can't, I'm saying because of your past you can. Yes, we can. Amen. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, and how we I'm gonna can. tie this in yes. How I'm gonna tie this into the rainbow is this. The yes we can is tied into the rainbow, the rainbow which is a symbol of God's promise. There we go. Photo mic down. I'm done. Did you catch that? Man, drop the mic. It's all interrelated, you guys. The rainbow's lesson from yesterday. Being taught to be diligent today so that you can discover purpose which was designed by God himself for you to be intimately connected to him, never independent. I'm going to need some water. (laughs) That's good. Okay. Yes. Yes. You're no longer allowed to use your past to hold you hostage and to prevent you from living out your purpose, your 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 past is going to bless somebody else. So, with that said, <clears throat> if there isn't anyone else, uh, we're going to close out. Uh, I think somebody may have taken your phone off of mute. If there's a lot of feedback, okay, um, we're going to go ahead and close out and Tanya, uh, Tanya, out Tanya. And, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is more precious. I guess I want to tie it all into uh, before I found out my purpose um, uh, for my past, all um, what I went through, the past that I went through, the the uh, dysfunctional family of anger and uh, strife and loss of a child, um, the bulliness, uh, low self esteem, and uh, I didn't love myself and. Uh, um, homelessness, um, all of that tied into the purpose that God has for me today. Because he had told me, uh, he shared with me um, back in January of 1998, my purpose was to minister to the broken heart. Because I've been longing and asking God about digitally seek God, what is my purpose on earth? And that's what he shared with me, um, my purpose. And I, now I see why are the things that I went through and how God um, got me out of it, you know, I got through it. And then I see uh, the purpose that God has for me. So I just, I just want to share that. Uh, maybe that helps someone. Serena, thank you for your share. Um, as, you, as you spoke, the Holy Spirit revi- re- revealed to me that, you know, sometimes, 
we go through things, some things that are absolutely devastating, right? But there, there's a reason and a purpose even for those things because God will take that experience and he'll allow you to use it to, to help somebody else go through a similar situation. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it was, you know, losing a loved one, losing a job, um, uh, being homeless, um, having to file bankruptcy, um, taking being a, a, a caretaker, um, you know, being a single mom, having a, a child or children out of wedlock. No, it doesn't matter what it is, being incarcerated. It doesn't matter. God will see what the enemy meant for evil. God will turn around for good. And so I want to release you. I want to, I want to pray a prayer of release over our, over our lives today, that we are released from our pasts, um, that we are no longer embarrassed by um, our previous lifestyles, that we hold our head up about who we are now today because we are not our past. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, um, we come humbly but boldly before your throne of grace, God, thanking you and praising you for this amazing opportunity Oh, God, this amazing opportunity to have fellowship with you. Father, we thank you for the lesson this morning about diligently seeking you for purpose. I believe that the hearts of your people have been changed. You have touched their hearts today, and now they've got to do the work. I decree and declare that they will work while it is day, for when night comes, no man can work because they can't see what they're doing. I decree and declare that you will be a light to our our feet and a lamp to our pathways and that our steps will be ordered by you, God. Every single step will be ordered by you because we invite you. We invite you to take control. We invite you to order our footsteps. And in those times when we, um, we may stumble, Father, I thank you that we take the opportunity to stay there for a minute and to worship you because we recognize we don't have to stay there. As soon as we're done worshiping, we can stand in our truth, our truth that you love us, our truth that we are your, the, we wear a robe of righteousness, that we are no longer bound and held to sin and condemnation. All of that was done away with at the cross. We are the, your righteousness through and by the blood of Jesus Christ. So I come against the spirit of uh, oppression and the spirit of embarrassment uh, and the spirit of shame. I decree and declare that we will no longer um, condemn ourselves, that we will speak well of ourselves, that we will remind ourselves of the rainbow, hallelujah, the promise every time we see the rainbow, that we purposely go out and position somewhere strategically in our home, at our cubicle, in our office, our workplace, wherever it is, even if it's a screensaver on our phone, every time we look at that rainbow, we are reminded of the promise. We are reminded of your promises, which are yes and amen. We are reminded that we are not a finished product, but that we are a work in progress and that we go from glory to glory, from faith to faith that we will remind ourselves that we are sons and daughters of you that have a will, a living will and testament that we can pick up at any time, that we can search and we can find the truth about who we are. 
We're not just conquerors. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And in those times when the enemy tries to come in, like a flood, you will raise up a standard against him. All of a sudden, things will change on our behalf simply because we make a decision to submit ourselves to you and resist the enemy and we watch him flee. We make a decision that we will do the work. From this day forward, June 4th, 2019, we declare that we are independent of our past and that we are solely dependent on you, oh God, our Father, our strength, our refuge, our provider, our peace, our banner, our hope, our salvation, the captain of our soul, the king of kings, Lord of lords. Where there is no name that is greater. We believe that you are high and lifted up. And that there is a seat for us at your table. For the, 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 the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. You invite us to sup with you. You invite us to eat with you at your table table that will never run out of resources. God, we bless your name and we give you thanks. Now, for every activity that we participate in today, we thank you that it's already blessed. We thank you that for those that are out traveling over the highways or getting ready to leave, God, that you'll bless them to return to their homes safely. Father, that the muggers and the robbers and the thieves that would normally take advantage of people being out celebrating the holidays, when they come by, when they pass by our home, when they show up in our neighborhood, they won't even see our house. They won't be tempted to try to take things that don't belong to them. God, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And the last thing that I will pray, God, is as my daughter-in-law is on in the hospital, uh, preparing for them to induce labor so that she can give birth to my beautiful grandbaby, Avanti. I pray, God, that you would bless her and my son and that you would give them strength as they welcome their new baby into the world. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen. Listen, y'all have a great day today. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you. I heard you. Blessed. Blessing.